1: to. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30.
0: This is BetQL Daily
1: from BetQL.
2: Welcome back. BeckQL Daily, right here on the BeckQL Network. Joe Giglio, Nick Ashu, joining me on a Friday as we get set for NBA All Star Weekend. And joining us now on the Roman guest line, Trista Crick, bet, at, bet MGM tonight, and WFAN joining the show on the Roman guest line to talk some NBA at the break. Trista, welcome to the show. It is NBA All Star Weekend. Are you ready for the festivities in Cleveland, which some for some reason are actually in Cleveland?
1: Uh, Yeah, I was wondering as an ice storm came, I think that they're going to get ice. I think Quentin's actually driving to Cleveland. I'm pretty sure he's driving to Cleveland on Saturday, which I just saw weather report. There's a big winter storm coming. Not sure if the boy's going to make it at all, if our guy's going to make it. Um, I don't think I would particularly have put an all-star game in a place like Cleveland. Chicago was bad enough. Like, Chicago in the winter, as folks know, tough, but at least there's stuff to do. No shade to Cleveland, but I definitely wouldn't want to go there. Toronto was also bad. I don't think all-star games should be in in cold-weather places. I think they should always be in, like, Miami, Dallas, L.A., San Diego, those types of spots.
0: I think it makes perfect sense. I think any big event should automatically be in a warm weather city. So when you have to go to it, everybody's happier and not dealing with snowstorms like this. I mean, I remember the Super Bowl in Minneapolis. It's like, it's freezing. Why are you doing this? But it doesn't affect the game if they're in a dome or in this case, in a you know, in an arena. So i I think the storyline I'm starting to see it talked about a little bit more Trista for this all-star weekend, but surprisingly not as much as it it, it should be. LeBron James being back in Cleveland again like this to me, I'm looking at him right now with the third best odds to win all-star MVP at plus 650 on FanDuel. I'm going, that makes so much sense because one, he's already got to be motivated enough to show that he drafted a better team than Kevin Durant. And it's certainly better than the Lakers team that he put together. That's terrible. And you're back in Cleveland. Like, it just has this feel of this big culmination of LeBron James making it all about him. And it's his big moment in the all-star game again. Where are you on MVP?
1: I think that makes a lot of sense. The only thing that I would say is that he wants to get right for whatever push they're trying to make. I wouldn't call it a mm-hmm. playoff push. I would call it like a play-in push. Um, <laughs> and and he's old. You know, he's my age. He's 30, 36, going to be 37 years old. And if you think about how these MVPs get like the formula to get the MVP, I think it's a lot of minutes. I think it's showing out in highlight, real level ways. Um, Giannis was a weird MVP because he was just like very efficient, hit a couple of threes, but they were basically layups. Like he was hitting a couple (laughs) couple of shots in the mid range, had nothing that was worthy of like, oh yeah, he's, he's the MVP, except for that. He, I think only missed two shots or something like that. You know, Steph Curry felt like the MVP last year because he was just going nuclear. He was, you know, do driving the lanes. He was crossing guys over. He was, you know, doing things around the rim that were spectacular. For me, if I was going to place a bet outside of LeBron, I don't think LeBron's gonna play that many minutes. Like I don't think he's out here trying to push for that. Maybe he's got motivation for Cleveland to show out for his home quote unquote hometown and the city that drafted him. But for me, I'm thinking about a guy, a young guy, who has felt slighted who is a highlight machine, who's going to be out there trying to showcase his talents to the world, who's probably going to be going nonstop, who's a starter, and that's Ja Morant at plus 900. I think if you want a value play, Ja, I think is going to go absolutely ham. He's going to try to murder everybody in his path and in his wake, and plus he's on a worse team, so he doesn't have to share the spotlight with as many good players as, as team Braun.
2: yeah that's a fun one i I like the odds on that trista i'm curious your thoughts on all of the i guess buzz would be the word or intrigue or excitement that people have and and their odds reflect it still to win the title for the new look nets with ben simmons trista you you were ahead of the curve um when it came to ben and people didn't want to listen to it people didn't want to hear it but we know what ben simmons is now yet i'm I'm listening to people say well it could fit. It could work. It's fine. Like he doesn't have to shoot in Brooklyn. He'll just pass the ball and rebound and play defense. Well, what do you think about the hype around the Nets post trade, moving off Harden and now putting together Ben and Kyrie and and Durant for uh, for their stretch run?
1: Isn't it funny? Like as a Philly fan, that is no longer your problem. Like all of yes. the things that you used to try to say, uh, that you tried to reason with, and all of the excuses that you made about you know, how you can still come to terms with him being a contributor. Like, isn't it weird to see Nets fans now say the same things that you've been saying for like two years?
2: Yeah, so I had um, Keith McPherson. He does the evening show in, um, on WFA in New York. I had him on my show in Philadelphia, and he was like, it's all right if he doesn't shoot. he will just distribute. And I'm like, I, you, you're me two years ago. Like, I, I'm watching people go through this, Chris. It's, it's actually I, I feel bad for Nets fans because they think this isn't a big deal.
1: It's it's wild to me, too. It's definitely a different situation, right, because the pieces are different. You could never never utilize Ben the way that you wanted to because you had the best center in the league basically taking that real estate from him. You can't put Ben at five and, what, put Joel Embiid. That's what Brett Brown tried to do. Brett Brown was like, all right, well, we're going to put Ben in the block and we're going to put Embiid on the perimeter. And everybody's like, what are you smoking? No. <laughs> like, this guy generates triple teams down low, and if we have shooters around Embiid, then that's that's the formula for us to win, which is why Harden makes more sense. Uh, for For the Nets, I think they definitely need him to shoot less than Philly did, right? Like, you have now a center... The, who is he competing with, really? Like, he's competing with LaMarcus Aldridge. He's competing with Nick Claxton. He's competing with, I guess, Blake Griffin down there. So for him to play small five, like, quote-unquote, Draymond Green, is actually more realistic than what Philly fans tried to say because, like, you had a center in Embiid. Like, it would be like Draymond Green trying to do what he does with Embiid on the Warriors. Um, but I, I do think it's, it's funny. I think it's worth noting that we have no idea how much personal growth Ben has has achieved. I do not know what he has uh, gone through with the therapist, and I cannot even predict that. Uh, And it will make a huge difference, because if he can shoot free throws, which is a huge if, if he's okay to do that, and he has been truthfully working through his own mental blocks in order to do that, you know, the world is his oyster. That remains to be seen. Um, but I do think it's really, really funny that all of the same narratives that Philly fans were mad at me about. At least no one's calling a point guard anymore, Joe.
2: <laughs>
0: That's true. Those
2: those days are over, Nick. He's not a point guard. I don't know what he is, but he's not a point guard anymore.
0: It's at this point we're playing positionless basketball anyway. So it's it's Ben Simmons is probably one of the most uh, unique players in that sense, though. Where you're like, you look like a power forward or center, but you play point guards. I really do feel like, though, that the Nets are, Trista, a better situation for him for, really, what you laid out is that he's not going to have to worry about shooting. He's just going to give the ball to Kyrie when he actually can play, and then Kevin Durant, and you just go from there. They need a defense. They got that, but you do now have James Harden playing with Joel Embiid, and that's two stars. Uh, Harden, we know, is going to look to score, but also can distribute, too. I mean, the guy's a double-digit assist guy almost every single year. If you were to look at the Sixers and Nets now short-term who is in the better position short-term with what they've done through this trade
1: man that's so hard because short-term is James Harden going to stop partying (laughs) short-term is James Harden very committed to getting his body right and looking like the more MVP version that we saw him in Houston I don't like there's so many factors that we can't even predict to then predict wh- who's in the better spot, right? Like, if James Harden stops partying, which he wasn't doing, right? Like, he was going on the road in Denver and doing all kinds of shenanigans uh, before that game. You know, he's that's his M.O. He loves – we make fun of him because he loves going to strip clubs. Like, we make fun of him because he loves to party. He created a steakhouse in Houston just so that he could, like, have that be the hub for all of his, you know – Nonsense. So if James Harden's committed to winning above everything else, and he's no longer doing those things and he's running and getting his cardio on and stop eating steaks with butter and you know, lobster on top of them, you know, wrapped around with bacon and like he and Joel Embiid both are on the same page and we see MVP level James Harden who is or or actually
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
1: James Harden, when he first arrived to the Nets, who was a primary playmaker and a distributor, Mm -hmm. because when he first got to the Nets, it was ridiculous. If that's him with JoJo, I think that the the Sixers are in a better spot short-term than the Nets. And how could they not be? Because Kyrie right now, short-term, can only play road games. And Kevin Durant, short-term, you know, is on an MCL sprain. And who knows how long? he's going to be out for before he's 100% healthy, right? And Ben Simmons, who knows how long it takes to integrate him into this system. Joe Harris is coming off an ankle injury. Who knows when he's going to be back. Short term, I think that the Sixers are in a better spot. We saw without James Harden, them just beat the Bucs in, a, in an electric battle uh, between Giannis and Embiid, showcasing why Embiid right now is the MVP. So I think short term, Sixers, but it also has a much higher uh, I would call it beta, like in finance, where there's like a high variance of probabilities of like how good things can be and how bad things can be. Like this could also be a disaster.
2: We're talking to Trista Crick here, Bet MGM Tonight, uh, also the NBA podcast host of Heat Check. Check out Trista's podcast here. Uh, Trista, you know, there's five teams right now over at FanDuel um, that have less than, let's say, 10 to 1 odds, plus 650 or better, Sixers, Nets, Bucks and then Suns and Warriors in the West. So those five teams are kind of bunched up. They're the title favorites right now. Tristan, if if there was a team outside of those five, so other than the Warriors, Suns, Bucks, Nets, Sixers, that you think has a chance, you you think there's some value there to to win the NBA Finals, who would you pick?
1: I think that the most interesting team is plus 2,500, and that's the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, Here's why. One, we know that the West is very, very top-heavy, and if you can get through that, I think the path is there for you to to go to the finals because there's just really two good teams outside of the Grizzlies in the West, and that is the Suns and the Warriors. Both have injury issues, right? Right now, Chris Paul is being evaluated for a hand issue, and with the Warriors, they're struggling with Draymond Green. Who knows what's happening with that? Nobody's really giving us an update on his timetable, whether this is something that he's going to be nursing for the rest of the season. A hernia in your disc, in the lower part of your spine, is no joke. Like you're, You then have issues with your calves and the rest of your legs, hamstrings. You've got numbness in your toes. All of that's very, very bad, given that Draymond Green, I think, is like the hub of the wheel of that team. And you've seen, without him, that they've sort of gotten slowly but surely worse. And that performance has degraded over time as other guys have to step in, play more minutes, and then they end up struggling over time. So if, if they don't get Draymond Green back healthy... Who knows, right? And then with Chris Paul, he's the hub of their wheel. We saw what happened when he went down uh, with his neck injury where he couldn't lift his arm. And then in the series with the Bucks, he looked really bad, too. And at that point, I think those teams are very, very vulnerable to injuries, whereas the Grizzlies are very deep. They're super young, and they've got one of the more complete rosters in the NBA on both sides. Know, defensively and offensively with Steven Adams coming in. So plus 2,500, if you just get the, a, an injury break that goes your way or something ends up happening to Chris Paul where he misses a game or two, God forbid, I think that, that there's a clear glide path for them as the number three team in the West to skate into the NBA Finals and then who knows.
0: Tristan, i got about a minute here or so. Uh, we were talking earlier about the Bulls, DeMar DeRozan, and that whole scenario where they've, they've really exceeded expectations this season. DeMar DeRozan uh, certainly is in the MVP conversation, but I, I just maintain that like if his name was anything other than DeMar DeRozan and you had those numbers, if Steph Curry had his numbers uh, and he was carrying the Warriors the way that DeMar DeRozan is carrying the Bulls it would be much more of a legit conversation I think DeMar DeRozan deserves to be in the conversation I just don't think he's going to win it partially because of the fact he's never been known as an MVP guy before and I think a lot of people still don't take the Bulls seriously where are you on Chicago
1: man I was so wrong on them like they keep going (laughs) and they just keep going and going they're like the engine that could they've gotten injuries after injury, and I said this in the beginning of the season, like this team is not deep. If they go down with injury, mm-hmm. they could really be in trouble, and they have. And you've showcased like how how thin this team is, but for some reason, you've, you're getting huge contributions from guys like Ayo Desunmu off the bench. You know, a rookie and in a second round guy too, and you've seen Lamar or De- essentially uh, carry this team. Despite every single piece of injury that you're getting, right? Like Lonzo's down for who, how knows how, how long you've got Alex Crusoe down for who knows how long as well. Like, and they just keep winning atop of the East and we're no one's talking about this team whatsoever. No one's talking about DeMar, even though he's breaking records. Like, can you imagine if Steph Curry was breaking Wilts' record? Like, what kind of fanfare for weeks we would be getting? Like we break, like it'd be next on Stephen A. And it comes on first take, and we talk about like all these things. And there's like a lead up, and there's a party, and there's probably people coming in from all over the country to celebrate with him. And he just did it. He just did it. Nothing was said about it really, other than the fact that he broke the record. So I agree. I think he deserves real NBA MVP love. But you see how it is with Jokic. Like, if you're not getting national media narrative attention, then you're just not going to win it. And-
2: Trista Crick on the Roman Guest Line. Listener, bet MGM tonight right here on the Beck UL Network. We'll dive into this weekend's college basketball card and some big news coming out of college football. Hit that next right here on the Beck UL Network.